Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, My First Season. Very, very special guest today. He comes from Mexico. He's someone you probably all know. He became a chef de village in 2008. I met him as a chef de village when he was the chief of a village of Cancun, Mexico, when we were doing XGO2 in 2010. His first season was in Sonora Bay, Mexico in the summer of 1993, and his position was specialty restaurant manager. His name is Eduardo Rojas, and this is his first season. Eduardo, how are you, sir? Hello, Greg. How are you? I'm going to try I'm and not... very well and happy to be in sharing some stories and saying hi to everyone that can read us or hear us. Yes. Well, thank you uh, so much for uh, for agreeing to do this and sharing your, your story with us. I uh, really appreciate it. And I'm not going to try and even attempt Spanish, so I don't sound like a gringo. So I'm just going to keep this in English. But if you want to speak Spanish, that's fine. <laughs> no problema. <laughs> okay. So Sonora Bay, Mexico, uh, 1993, but you had a very long, uh, long career with, with Club Med. I think you worked up until whew, in the villages 2016. Is that right? Well, yes, like a regular climate villages until yeah, 2016. Okay. And then um, basically I took uh, one year on a mission in Mexico City, sales and marketing. And then uh, I moved to uh, what a climate called Joy View in China, which is basically an external company where climate was sharing basically the name, but I was reporting already to uh, another company. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Nice. Now, you know how it works here. If, if you can take me back in time to like where you were living, what you were doing, like, and how did you first find out about uh, Club Med? Well, I was living in Mexico City at the time and uh, I was working for a nightclub. I was young and pretty. And um, I was uh, walking one day to have my lunch and I found Mexico City office of Club Med right on the side of the street. And uh, I stopped. And I say, uh, I went in and I say, may I have an interview? I want to work with you. And they say, do you have an appointment? I say, no, but I'm going to work for you. And fortunately, uh, the lady in charge of HR, it was available. And she gave me one of these formats to fill it up. And I did. And we became kind of friends immediately because she was uh, going on the weekends to the nightclub where I was working. And when she said, okay, if you um, available, let's, let's have a call uh, next week. And actually it was maybe 10 days later, she called me one day and said, are you ready to go and work for Clomet? I say, I forget about it. And then she said, well, you uh, need to go to Huatulco. And I say, but I'm ready when I have to go. She said, tomorrow. I say, I can't, <laughs> I can't go. So uh, uh, three weeks later, I was in Huatulco for my immersion of, of Club Med and learning about what it was Club Med, like integration course. And right after that, um, three weeks after I, I got in, in Huatulco, I went to do my first season in Sonora Bay. Now, when you saw the office, did you, and, and the sign, I guess you saw the Trident, maybe, did you know anything uh, about Club Med? I knew about Club Med before, but it was at that time in 1993, uh, Club Med was very, very private. It was very few people could go to Club Med from Mexico. I mean, it was expensive, uh, not too much publicity. So very few people know about it. But I had a friend who uh, she knew it 
a little bit about Lamé. So she explained to me. And when I saw the office, it was a beautiful house, big uh, flags outside and beautiful house on the very expensive street in Mexico City, in Polanco, in Masaryk, in Masaryk Street. Uh, I was very uh, motivated and uh, inspired. So I was very excited when they called me. What do you uh, remember about uh, arriving to Sonora Bay, summer of 93? Do you remember uh, anything? you have a very vivid memory? Of course. I remember perfectly. I, I arrived the 13th of July of 1993, around 11 o'clock in the morning to the airport. The traffic manager, it was um, a lady from Canada. I don't remember her name. She picked me up and uh, I was so, you know, my eyes they were just enormous, you know, to see all these beautiful mountains and everything. We get to the village and there was my my boss, which was the econom, uh, a gentleman named Ricky. And he was waiting for me and another person, two or three. And he took me right away to the chief of the village office, who was uh, Aureus Stern, a gentleman from Brazil. He introduced to me, but I didn't know who, who, who he was. For me, uh, I didn't understand what was the chef de village at the time, basically. So he introduced to me and I saw him very young. So I didn't expect that he was the big boss. Anyway, we went to my room and I was sharing a room with a, a maintenance guy. And, and, and that night, well, basically that afternoon, the econom Ricky say, okay, do you play soccer? I say, yes, I do. He said, okay, I meet you in the, in the soccer field at uh, uh, three o'clock or something like that. So I went and, and, and played and Aurio, uh, and the chef village, called me in, in, in his team. And we start playing and, 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 and I knew that guy was good. And I said, well, that's from Brazil and it might be important, you know. And, and we play and uh, it was fun. At night, basically, uh, I was around the bar. I was not working yet. And I met, I think it was Hammer. Hammer was in charge of uh, entertainment, I believe. And then he asked me if uh, I do something. And I say, what do you want me to do? He said, do you sing? And I say, yes, I do. So that night they put me in the show and I, and I was singing La Bamba that night. <laughs> and uh, it was fun. And, um, well, you know, after that, it was just a dream. You know, every day for me was like a vacation working there. Wait, 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 Eduardo, are you saying that you did all this on your first day? <laughs> like on my first day, so, yes. So, played soccer, then sang in the show. Okay, wow. When you were meeting with the HR person, what made you settle on restaurant manager? Did they, because your background was in restaurants, and that's why they put you yes, in that position? I, yes, I always, since I was a kid, I was working already in uh, in the F&B industry and uh, and when i when i went to clamed i had worked already in the reception of one of one hotel as a night auditor so i i, I knew it already my career <laughs> okay did anything yeah. funny uh, funny or interesting interesting happen your first season well many things but that's a lot of things i cannot say right? okay <laughs> is, there, is there any any appropriate uh, ones uh, <laughs> no but i had a lot of good uh, good memories you okay know, they, uh, I was in charge of the of the restaurant named El Rancho, close to the to the tennis courts and and the horses. And uh, and when I they, when they gave me the restaurant, it was nothing. It was just square room with nothing, not even tables, chairs, nothing. And I had to go to maintenance and find tables and set up my restaurant and all that. So I make a very nice uh, little Mexican restaurant. And I went to the to the grounds outside to grab some cactus and everything to put as decoration. And I make it work. 
And uh, I'll just tell you one quick history about that restaurant. Uh, we used to have a big Mexican night up there. Of course, I was celebrated in my restaurant. So I used to have a budget to give tequila shots for free to all my guests. It was adults only, so no problem. So there was one night, Mexican night, that I was giving tequila shots to to everyone in my tables. I had around maybe 10, 15 tables, mostly couples. And I said, let's do a shot. And then I started telling them that we had to do a body shots. They accepted and we would do it all in, in, in their tables. Each couple was doing it in the table. So they do it with the girls and everything. So it was a moment when I asked them to put the ladies on, on the table, to lay down face, face down on the table and do kind of body shot. You know what I mean? And we were doing this at the moment when I was saying, okay, are you ready? And then the door of the rest, that my restaurant opened and it was the chef de village when, with all the RDS coming in to do the tour of the Mexican night with tequila bottles and everything. And the picture that he saw, it was all the ladies laid down on the tables and the guys ready to do the body shots. So I thought, I mean, he just stopped and big guys and, uh, and he just turned around and closed the door. So I said, my God, I'm fired. I'm fired. So, well, I finished what I had to do, and he never came back. And the next day, he called me to his office. And I said, well, I'm sorry, I'm leaving. I told my boss. And he called me and sit, and sit on, the, on his office, and, and he said, so how was the night? I say, I think it was great. You know, the people were very happy. And then he said, uh, well, I must be mad about that. But you know what? I know you are the person for this company because you love to make people happy. And I'm very happy what you did last night because you were entertaining a guest. So thank you. I just want to thank you. Wow. So that was, I think that was my, my step in to this company for many years. Well, yeah, not only did they not fire you, they promoted you six months later <laughs> to restaurant manager, right? No, then, then he asked me to, he was moving to Cancun by the end of the, the season. So he asked me to go with him. And I, and I told him, you know what I make here in, in a month uh, outside, I'm, I made it, I make it in two, three days. And he said, if you come with me to Cancun, I will change your contract. I will give you a, an American contract and I will make you the restaurant manager up there. And I say, well, I don't really believe you, but, um, you know, I like you and I think uh, I can go for Christmas up there with you. And that's what I did. And, and in, in January, he, he made a big job, you know, and in January, the, the next year we were in Cancun already. He called me to the office with my boss, the economist, and said, uh, sit down. He said, you know, we just want to let you know that um, you've been doing a good job, but you made many mistakes. So unfortunately, we need to take a different direction. You are fired and thank you for all what you have done. So I was devastated. I didn't say anything. I just say, wow, you brought me here. You do push me to leave everything opportunity that I have outside and, and now you fire. So I don't say anything. And I just, I was going to leave kind of crying. When he started laughing with my boss and he pulled up um, a bottle of champagne under his desk and put it out and say, no, I'm just joking. You've been promoted to the resident manager and here is your contract and you have to sign it. So that was like, wow, a big shock as well. You know, memories like that stay in your mind all the time. Well, yeah, I, I, <laughs> what a nice if they 
gave you yeah. the promotion without that, you know, <laughs> that first part, but I'm glad it had a happy ending. <laughs> Whew, <okay. Yeah. laughs> it was funny. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe not at the time, but okay. <laughs> You're fired. Here's your, your, and you're promoted. Okay. Well, uh, well, I'm glad. Yeah. I, well, I knew it had a happy ending because I know, I know a bit of your, your story. So then, um, so you actually followed uh, Oreo to Cancun. Is that right? Yeah. We were in Cancun for um, a year. I was there for a year. And then after that, he went to Europe. Uh, he wanted to take me to Europe, but I think he has a very few contracts in his next uh, resort where uh, I couldn't fit in. And plus, at that time, I didn't speak French, and it was necessary to speak French to go with him. He was going to Italy, if I don't make a mistake, to a very fun resort at that time. I think it was Metaponto or something like that. And um, I couldn't go with him. So he sent me to Playa Blanca, a huge, beautiful party place. Oh, yes. (laughs) Very nice uh, village, yes. Now, did you have any uh, problems adjusting to these? seven-hour work week, the grind, like when you first started? And no, I was already used to work like that. You know, when you work in F&B and, and as a kid, there was a waiter and everything. So I, I, I had already used to, to work like that. But I think what I didn't really count my hours. I, I don't really, at that time, we didn't have any days off. Yeah. So um, for me, it was, it was a lot of fun. But I remember in Sonora Bay, until the end, when I was leaving Sonora Bay, that's when I realized, and I think it was the, the controller the, who came to me and said, Eduardo, don't leave. I need to give you your salary. And I said, oh, my God, I forget. You know, uh, I, did, I was not counting the hours. I was no expecting salary. It was an experience. And, um, and every day, I, I remember, since my first season, I think, I was enjoying that much that I say, well, when I took the decision basically to stay in Clomet for longer, when I, they changed my contract, I said, um, well, if there's one day when I wake up and I don't want to go to work, then it's the, the day when I have to stop Clomet. And believe me, it, it took many years, many years to, to really decide to leave Clomet because it's an experience and I know... Uh, it was hard at that time because we worked long hours and it, it was a different model of the work environment. And I think that what it kept us motivated every day. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we had a little bit more freedom. It was a work. It was a hospitality job, but it was with less protocols than other hotels used to have and other hotels have right now. So I think that's what it made me stay there for a long time because I was really living a dream, you know, living on the beach, eating very well, going to the gym, uh, having parties if I wanted every night, uh, meeting a lot of people from all over the world, learning languages, um, and at the same time, uh, getting more experience in my management. Since the beginning, I had a lot of trainings with Club Med, and um, it was a beautiful experience. I, I, I really didn't wanted to leave at that time. So uh, fortunately, I started after Playa Blanca, I went to uh, Guadeloupe, La Caravelle, and I didn't speak French up there. It was six months of season up there. And after three months, I was speaking French in a very bad uh, accent and everything. I still have a bad accent in French. Anyway, but uh, 
<laughs> but it was it was a great school. You know, I learned languages. I learned, you know, Club Med made me who I am today, basically. From 1993 to 2001, you were in the food and beverage department as a restaurant manager. So I'm assuming in 2001, you decided to, you had the idea you wanted to be a chief of village. Am I right? Well, I, 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 I remember with, when I was with Ario in the beginning, one day he called me to his office, I think in Cancun, and said, so what do you want to do? What is your goal? And I, and I told him, I say, now... I give me a couple years, but I want to grow in this company. I say I like it, and and I want to grow. I just want to do something else. And he didn't say anything. And I always kept it in the back of my head that I wanted to grow. And until two thousand one, I mean, I was working in F and B department, and um, I enjoy my job. I'm today. I mean, it's my passion. The F and B department still my passion, but I knew it that I had to do something else. So I was helping sports at the time. I was sometimes just on my time off. I used to go and work in land sports. I used to go and, 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 and help them to do um, the tournaments and participate. I mean, I was doing shows since the beginning. Like I told you, since my first night, I was in the shows. I was preparing uh, events. The first time, uh, how can I say it? I was like... Uh, a little popcorn, like pump up. It was in uh, in Cancun. I went back to Cancun in 1996. First of all, I arrived with Rico Pauletti, chef de village, and then it was Kevin Bat who, who came as a chef de village. Kevin's uh, second season, I think, as a chef de village. And I remember, and um, it was a beautiful season. And I remember at the end of our season up there in Cancun, Clamet Cancun was going to close for renovation. So Kevin, at that time. He was already gave it to me the responsibility to leave the Mexican nights uh, on Tuesdays um, in the resort. So I remember it was the last Mexican night that was going to happen before we closed the village. And I realized, I sit down, I said, my God, I haven't done anything special. So I said, let's do a huge party for this last Mexican night. And without telling Kevin, I went to see some suppliers in town, you know, the, the beer supplier, even Dario's at that time, which is a huge company in the moment, the, the biggest nightclub in Latin America at the time. And the people working there they were friends. We're still friends today. And I went to see a park, uh, Wet and Wild, it was just opening a big water park and, uh, and other suppliers. I said, guys, can you please help me and sponsor a big party, you know, for the first time, Clomet is going to close. And uh, we need to close it well, you know, to tell the people that we will reopen. And I need your support to do a big party this day. And all of them accepted. I don't know how I convinced them, but they accepted. So when I had everyone, I went back to, to Kevin and said, Kevin, uh, I'm going to organize a, a nice party because it's the last Mexican party. He didn't ask questions. He said, OK, go ahead. And the day when that happened from like two o'clock in the afternoon, this uh, beer company started coming in with all these advertising, you know, uh, inflatable things, big bottles and stuff and decorate up there. The, it was a, a, a volleyball court in front of the restaurant between the restaurant and, and, and the bar, remember? It was a volleyball court at the time and that's where we used to do the parties. So we, we decorate all that, but in, in, in big thing. And Darius arrived uh, late with his DJ and everyone. It was a huge party. And, uh, and we gave away a lot of, a lot of presents, t-shirts and everything. And I was leading that night and everything. And um, 
And at the end, I mean, we 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 finished that night. If I don't make a mistake, at seven o'clock in the morning in the little nightclub that was right in front of the reception by the beach. And the next morning, I just went to my room, showered, and came back to open the restaurant. And then Kevin came to the restaurant around nine o'clock in the morning, and he say, "You're not tired?" I say, "No, I'm fine." And and he pulled me on the side and he said, "Look." Uh, I want to thank you for what you did. It was a great party. And he told me, he said, I think you have a great potential to become a chef de village. And this was, it was 1996. And that I really appreciated, but I didn't was really looking forward to be chef de village at the time. I was more or less, I wanted my best position at the time. I wanted to be a chief of sports. For me, it was the best position that Clement had at that moment. And I put it on, 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 my, on my head and I was, I continue helping and doing a lot of microphones and events and I work a lot in my, in my microphone skills and, uh, and stuff like that. So when I became a leisure service manager that uh, they sent me to Turks and Caicos in 2006, beginning 2007, you know, I, I knew it, I wanted to, to be a chef village. But before that, I, I, I skipped a little. One thing is that in, in, 2000, in 2000, I was in Huatulco. It was basically my, uh, my last season as a chief of restaurant. And we celebrate the millennium up there and stuff like that. And then the Shadow Village was a lady from Spain, uh, Lulu, Lulu Gatius. And he said, where do you want to go? And I say, you know what? I want to just go back to my first uh, village. I say, I want to go back to Sonora Bay. And he find me the, the, the place. So I went to Sonora Bay as um, chief of restaurant still with Ryan Leach, Chef de Village. His first season, Chef de Village with Ryan Leach. And I got there. Ryan and I, we knew each other from before. So we became a very good uh, and strong uh, friends, working friends out there. I, I help a lot in entertainment and everything. And he said, what do you want to do? He said, I say, I, I want to be a, a chief sports. He said, but you can't be chief sports from chief of restaurant, go straight to chief sports. You can't. You have to do something else. I mean, you have to do at least a season or two in land sports or whatever. So we were talking like that. And by that time, we create a, a, a Michael Jackson show and that Michael Jackson show, uh, I went for the for the audition to do the show. And when we were there, the choreographer say, uh, choreographer is today uh, Greg Snyder's wife, Lulu, uh, or Lou, we call it Lou from Brazil. And he say, guess what? Who's going to be Michael Jackson? I, I was never expecting he was going to call me. And he say, well, it's going to be Eduardo. I say, oh my God, I'm not... A, that kind of dancer, you know. But anyway, so we set up the show and I became Michael Jackson and became a very strong show. And I think, I don't know, I did a good job because basically that show, that's what the people started looking at me because I was asking to become a chief of sports and the people from Sports Incorporate, uh, I think they were asking questions to Ryan, how's this guy? And then um, he said, well, he's good. You know, he's doing this show and he's this and that and whatever. So that show gave me the push to people look to my profile. And then uh, before the end of the season, they say, okay, if you want to really, really be a chief of sports, 
guess what? You are a chief of service now, but if you go to sports, you have to go down as a first season GO and do a couple seasons in the sports and see how you do. And if you do okay, you can be, you maybe become a chief of sports. And on the FMB department, they didn't want me to leave. He said, Eduardo, where do you go? You have a career on, on the FMB department. And I say, well, I want to grow up and I want to do, I want to be a chief of sports and maybe one day share the village. So it was a very difficult moment, difficult decision, but I say, okay, if I like Clamed, I'm going to stay. And if I want to stay, I want to grow. So I have to take the risk. So um, I, I, I told him, I say, uh, okay, I give up my position now in, in Clamed and I start as a first NGO in sports. They were so shocked that I was taking that decision. He say, are you serious? I say, yes. And Ryan Leach talked to me and say, are you serious? I say, I'm telling you, yes, I want to do that. In, 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 uh, in, on my side, I was thinking, I say, I'm going to do one or two seasons. If I don't see a future, I leave Clomed. I think it's time. You know, I need to, to grow or leave. So when I, I, I give my, my decision, a couple of days later, teach mayor, it was in Ixtapa, and he called that he wanted me as, as a, in charge of the land sports in Ixtapa. And at the same time, Kevin Bad. I remember he called me to the village and said, we didn't have cell phones, but he called me in the village and, and he said, look, I don't have a position for you. I'm in Paradise Island and I want you to come and work for my team. He said, I will make a position on sports for you, no problem. And, and I'm sure you're going to become a chief of sports very soon. So I had a position with Teach and I had no position with Kevin. And I say, I'm going with Kevin. And they say, but you have a position in Ixtapa. I said, I don't care. I'm going to, to with Kevin. So I went to Paradise Island with Kevin Bach. And I did uh, six, five, six months as a land sports polyvalent. That's how we call it. I was not chief of land sports. I was just uh, helping. And after six months, uh, he made me chief of sports. So it was great news. And everyone fighting for that position, they were very, very upset. How come a guy coming from the restaurant he was going to come as chief of sports when I had no experience in sports. So anyway, he uh, he made me chief of sports. And out of the whole uh, group of guys that they were fighting for the position, uh, I was the only one and the first one to get my first village, even uh, before doing my stage. Wait, wait, Eduardo, did you do the stage in Opio for chief of sports? No, no, I had no stage when oh. they accepted oh. me chief of sports. Oh, wow. Yeah, they must have been angry. <laughs> okay. we, we, we had a, a call with Paris guy at that time, Kevin and I, and the guy say, look, I know Kevin. He can be very good, but he is not prepared. He has no stage. And Kevin told him, Eduardo is ready. Believe me, I put my hands on the fire that he's going to do a great job. He's ready for the, for the job. He said he can just do the second part of the stash, but the second part, it was only management thing, you know. And yeah. well, they accepted and, uh, and I went to the stash in Cancun for the second part of the stash, just for the management part. We had maybe one week up there, I think. But I already knew it. I was going to go to Sonora Bay as a chief of sports. So I closed Sonora Bay as a chief of restaurant. Uh, and then I went back to Sonora Bay to reopen Sonora Bay as a chief of sports. Only five, six months out of the, the season of Sonora Bay, I was in Paradise Island and I became chief of sports. And my first season in Sonora Bay was um, a great success, very tough in the beginning because I had a chef de village who was a first season chef de village. 
he was uh, Gus, and and um, and he was coming from entertainment, and it was my first uh, season chief of sports. So obviously, I had no experience uh, in a lot of things. You know, I knew it uh, management because I was managing for a long time, but uh, to manage around forty GOs in in that in that team, it was really tough. I was dealing with guys that was. Uh, they were in club med and sports for many years and, and very strong uh, assets for the company, you know, uh, and I have to manage sailing, windsurfing. The first uh, school that club med has kite surfing. We have scuba diving. We have water ski. We had uh, horseback riding. We have tennis and we have a huge program of um uh, land sports and plus we have like a like a driving range for golf so there were so many sports i think it was the village at the time that has complete full sports activities so they gave me that challenge as my first season and i think that's what it made me strong in my management in Clement because in the beginning it was very tough to manage all these guys if some of them they hear me one day they will understand what i say and they will they will agree with me, but I had, of course, I had no experience. But one day, I have a little issues, you know, and, and a little fight sometimes with some guys and everything. And one day, I, I called them and I, and I and we had a meeting at the theater. And I say, guys, look, I may not have uh, as much experience as you do, but look, this time, and I have to take the responsibility. So I'm not here to teach you what whatever you have to do, but you are the specialist. If you are chief of sailing, you're the specialist in sailing. So I have to come to you and maybe learn from you on sailing. But I'm the head of the sports and I need to manage the sports. So I need your help. You know, you guys are the specialists. You guys want to shine, not me. But I need your help and let's work together. Let's do a good season. And I don't know how I talk to them. I don't remember the right words, but I think I, I really got into them. And since that day, all the things started taking a right, right direction. And we ended having a great season. I, I think we made scores like maybe the first or second in the, in the zone in our feedback uh, on the sports. I think I was there interim chef de village, my first season chief of sports, I think for a month, a month and a half. And we closed the resort with, uh, with higher scores than what we used to have during the, the season. And, and, and a lot of people was very happy. And all the GOs, we, we had a lot of fun. And it was a beautiful, a beautiful ending of my first season chief of sports in Sonora Bay. And then, well, from then, I just went all over the world, entertainment. Well, let's, uh, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's skip to, uh, so Chief of Village. I know became a, you became a Chief of Village in 2009. So back then, was there one, was there one specific Chief of Village that had to promote you or okay you was it like that in 2009 was there someone like you you had to have in your your corner to say eduardo's is going to be a chief of village was it like that uh yes there were a few there were a few but um i'll tell you what how it happens in 2005 i was in Ixtapa, chief of sport chief entertainment and said saruni shadow at that time one day come into the office and say you know eduardo it's the time now that we have to make the proportion the proposals to club med on the potentials share the village and i think you are one of them i say do you think i can do that he say yes are you agree i say of course i'm looking forward and he was the first one who made 
a little noise in 2005. And then after that, uh, I went all over the place. And I didn't know that time when he proposed me that I was really serious potential. Nobody talked to me after I left Ixtapa and nobody talked to me. I don't want to go that way, but it was tough for me as a Mexican uh, to become the first chef village was very tough. So uh, I think uh, they got my proposal, but they didn't put attention. And when the, the promotion of that year of Chef Village came out, someone just called me and said, hey, look, Eduardo, I just want to let you know that this year you will not become Chef de Village. And I, 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 I had even forget about that. And I said, wow, they called me. Wow, my God. And I was even really happy because they called me even if, if I was out, right? And then I went all over the place and I had up and downs and, and, and fighting to get in the promotions every time and uh, kind of a tough time to fight for that. And uh, it was, I think, uh, in the moment it became the, the, was the new position in between Chief of Sports of Chef de Village that it was called the Leisure Service Manager. And when that became uh, to open that, they told us that if you want to be Chef de Village, you have to do that position. And to do that position, they sent us to a big training in 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 Vitel, and, and I used to travel uh, every month ten days to Vitel. I was in Turkey at that time. We went uh, when Club Medic was changing to the upscale uh, resorts and all that. So it's a beautiful training we had for a long time, and we were um, I think 20, 20 potential share the village that we were in that training for leisure service manager first. We were maybe three Mexicans in that in that training, and um, and still, when at, at the end when we finished the training, everybody got their village as a leisure service manager, except me. I'm, I was the only one that uh, when they gave the villages, I was the only one sitting stay in that theater in in Vitel that I didn't get my village, and I went to ask this person. I say. I'm not getting a village. I don't get an affectation. He say, no yet. You need a little bit more training. But anyway, I think uh, at that time, it was I was ready to quit Plumet. I was uh, very disappointed uh, because I really was working hard and everything, and I was disappointed. But I say, okay, there's two things. One, I leave Plumet right now, and I waste all this time that I've been fighting for that, or I stop being the victim and go back and fight and try to do it better than everyone and really show that I am good at it. And I decided to stay. And then they offered to me to go as a chief of sports in the beginning to Turks and Caicos to help a first season Chef de Village and do that. Eduardo Carvaleda from Brazil. He was his first season Chef de Village and they sent me as a chief of sports. And I went there and when I got there, he was very kind. We are good friends anyway. And uh, because he was chief of mini club and I was chief of entertainment, both of us fighting for become Chef Village and, and he became Chef Village and I did it. So he came to me and talked to me one day. He said, you know what? I know you you have all the talent to become Chef Village. And, and today I'm here in the desk. You're there, but could be opposite. So he said, you know, I don't have to manage you. I don't have to do anything. You know what to do. Let's work together. Let's have fun. He was very, uh, very intelligent to tell me that. So that pushed me a lot to do a great job in that in that village. And basically, a couple of months later, someone called me and said, Eduardo, you know, stay in the same village. And you are leisure service manager officially right now. So keep helping do that. Keep, keep, keep doing the good job. And we will call you soon. So I was happy. 
And then um, I didn't have any movements at that time, except Kevin Bat always, Gino Andretta, always been kind of like behind me and sponsoring me. And it was by by the end of the season in Turks when um, when Kevin called me and said, Eduardo, it's a, the Shadow Village is going to go and reopen Ixtapa is coming to, to, to Turks and Caicos because he needs some geos for his village. So please welcome him and this, this and that. But he didn't tell me anything. Say, okay, sure. Who is who's the Shadow Village? He said, it's Jean-Marc Desis from, from Canada. I didn't know Jean-Marc. And Jean-Marc came to the resort. And when I met him, I mean, I love this guy. He was a great human being, you know, that smile and, and, and that friendliness and stuff. And I said, wow. I said, I like him a lot. I wish we can work together one day. I thought that. So he was there for a few days. And one day he said, hey, Eduardo, do you know that you're going to be my leisure, my leisure service manager at Ixtapa? And I say, are you serious? He said, of course. You're the best, my friend. So I need you and, and I want you to help me to build a team and etc. So I was so excited to work for him. I even forget about the position. I just was so excited to reopen Ixtapa after a big renovation. And, uh, and I was so excited. So... A lot of us from Turks, we went to Ixtapa to do the reopening, and I got there very early uh, before the reopening of Ixtapa. And uh, I met Jean-Marc, and he said, uh, we were, uh, one day we went to cut our hair together, and we were walking back. And walking back, he said, I know you want to be Chef de Village. I said, yes, Jean-Marc, I need your help. I will do anything, but I want to become Chef de Village. And the only thing he said, he said, hey, look, you work hard, my friend, and consider it done. And it's the last thing and the last time we want to talk about this. Let's not talk anymore about this for the rest of the season. Say, okay, fine. We never talk about that. And it was a great experience to work with this guy. Believe me, I, I love him. Uh, he taught me a lot. And there was many, many things that make me strong basically he was training me really hard to become Chef Village he told me Eduardo you manage all the Mexican GMs and I do the rest and this and that and he was basically leaving me the village all the time he used to travel a few times because he was in another project and so I was managing many times the village uh, without him and every time he was coming back he, he always tell in the gym meetings he said you know what I don't need to be here Eduardo's a great Chef Village already and he was preparing me like that mentally until um, uh, one day we had this big uh, meeting in the morning. Uh, that meeting, earliest meeting, and we get there and he sit down and say, well, after two minutes, he said, well, we have to go to, um, to my house. We're going to continue our meeting up there. I have something to tell you. But this time, I already, uh, I was proposed already uh, in the list of uh, the new potential Chef de Village and stuff, but nobody knew who was going to become Chef de Village or nothing. And I was very uh, nervous at the time. I say, maybe this time, maybe not. And uh, I knew it. Kevin Bad was pushing strong uh, on, on my back to become Chef de Village. Gino Andretta, that was very strong as well, pushing me. And uh, I read one uh, email by mistake they put me in copy when Kevin and John Mark was talking that I was strong potential at Shadow Village and Gino answered he said well guys let him work and don't make 
to Eduardo any fake promise that you cannot complete. So don't make any fake promise. Just keep uh, motivating him and pushing him. So I knew it. I was in that list. So this, this day when we had the meeting, he said, let's go to my house. And I say, why? So it was like at 8.30 in the morning, 9 o'clock. So we went to his house and we get to his house. He has this big, huge cocktail with uh, the pyramid for champagne and appetizers and everything. It was just 9 o'clock in the morning. And in the moment, I say, wow, maybe some news for me. But I don't know if it's good or it's bad. So all the ideas were there. And, and then he said, okay, guys, I just want to thank you for all the hard work. I know the season is going to finish soon and a lot of you, you're going to start leaving. So I just want to thank you. And then he opened the bottle of champagne and poured the champagne to everyone and gave the glass to everyone. And, and then he said, well, I just want to thank you again. And, um, you know, the only thing we're missing is we may have some news for Eduardo. But I'm sorry, este, Eduardo, not yet. We have no news for you. So I was just disappointed. Say, not yet. But that's a good news. I mean, I'm still in the fight, right? And then everybody drinks champagne. I don't even taste it because I was, you know, with a big stomach ache and stuff. And um, he poured champagne again. And in the second glass of champagne, he called everyone around and said, you know what? I just have very important things to tell you. He said, right here in this team, we have the first Mexican chef de village. And everybody started screaming, and I was just in shock. I, I said, did I hear well? My, my wife now was my girlfriend at the time, Magali, she was chief of reception. No, she was resident manager. And then she looked at me and started and, and, and hugged me, and, and, and she said, you're a chef de village. And I didn't realize and when she was hugging me, and then Jean-Marc took the bottle of champagne and poured it on my head, and it was cold and stuff. And I think that's what it made me wake up. And I say, are you serious? I'm a chef de village. I say, yes, my friend. You're a chef de village. And big celebration and hugs and stuff. And, and then he said, just keep it quiet. I had to tell you this time because everybody has to be informed around the world at the same time. And there was a time that we decided we have to inform. That's why we did this at this time. But you don't say anything to anyone. And tonight at the end of the show, that's the big announcement in front of the GMs and everyone. So that was how it was announced to Shed Village in Ixtapa in 2008, October 4th or something of 2008. That must have been a surreal moment for you, huh? It was, uh, it was a great moment. You know, finally, all the hard work and all that, it was, it was payback, Yeah. And Eduardo, I understand that currently you are you are managing a hotel in Mexico. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I tell you real quick how yeah. uh, how I get here. Sure. Um, first of all, after um, a few years of uh, Chef de Village with Clomet, I, I was in San Piper in two thousand sixteen, and then they sent me to China to do an inter an interim Chef de Village in Wilin for uh, a few months. So I went to Wilin with my family. I love China. It was a great experience, and I came back to do my one year sales and marketing in Mexico City. And at, at the end of that Mexico City mission, uh, uh, Philip Hoffman, my big friend and boss, he was in China and asked me to go to China to help him to train the new teams uh, for 
the Club Med Joy View, which is a branch of Club Med in China for Chinese guests, a very upscale resorts, the same competitors than Ritz-Carlton, the Shangri-La and all these guys, a great product that uh, we were already told that uh, the Shadow Village will not apply for that position because we didn't have the skills for that. So he asked me to go and train uh, the teams in terms of the club med atmosphere, the club med life and stuff, because they were all people from outside, only like a 10 GOs that they were going to do mini club and, and sports. So uh, I went to China to take this opportunity to travel and to talk about Lamed to these two new resorts that were going to be open soon. And I went there and I supposed to be there for, uh, I think, a uh, month and a half or something like that. And by the third week that I was there, uh, Philip Hoffman called me to Shanghai office and, and they say, with Gino Andretta was there as a, as a CEO of Asia Pacific. And they called me and say, Eduardo, uh, I think you should take the first uh, opening or the first Joyview resort. And wow, I said, like in my heart, it was pumping so hard. I say, what are you talking about? They told us we no qualify for that. He said, but you do, my friend. You do because you have done sales and marketing. And I think your profile matches very well. And I think we believe you are the right, the right person for that. Are you agreed? And I say, let, let, let me talk to my wife. So I talked to my wife. She was in Mexico at the time. And she said, well, if you... You think it's good for your career? Do it. I say it's a great opportunity. I mean, I work a little bit for Clomet, but that's my my biggest challenge to face a real company outside, do an, an opening and stuff. So anyway, to make the story short, um, I got an interview with the owners of, uh, of that company. It's a three gentlemen, the board. And when I met them, I sit down in front of them and they told me, they say, so what are you going to do? I say, well, the first thing is I'm going to manage the resort and I want to make it profitable. But what I'm here for, I said, is to learn from you, gentlemen. And when I say that, their faces just changed and told me, wow, you know, their, 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 their strong attitude and face, business face changed into a friendly faces. And they just stood up and, and give me the hand and say, welcome to the team. They were so happy that I say that. And uh, so I stay in, 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 in and Joy View and Golden Coast, close to the Gray Wall. And it was, a, wow, it was a completely, it was another master that I went to do there. Because obviously I had experience to manage a resort, but nothing to do with the real life outside and opening a resort of that category and sit down and write my own process, my own SOPs, because I said, I'm not Club Med, I'm not Ritz Carton who I am. And I had my team, my sales and marketing team, they came to my office the second day, say, okay, boss, what do we do? Fortunately, I had uh, already some experience in sales and marketing and, and I knew it. And I, they asked me questions that I never hear it in my life. And wow, I, I didn't know what to do. But you know, as always, I've been fighting for everything. So I sit down one day in my office and I say, okay, let's start writing. I'm going to start from zero. And, and my bosses and Club Med didn't understand this joy view because they, it was the first experience for them. The owners of the company, they didn't know Club Med because they never met before. 
the client in China, they didn't know Club Med Review because Club Med was just entering in China. And Club Med Review, what is that? And we were promoting as a five stars resort like Ritz Carlton. So it was a tough beginning, but that was my main school for in my entire career. So I started doing my job and I worked very hard. I was working from seven o'clock in the morning until two o'clock in the morning every day. And for the two years that I was there, I think I only took uh, in the resort maybe two days off. And then a couple of times I came to Mexico to see my family because my family was in Mexico City. But uh, we did a great job since the, the opening and the results were great. And the team, it was strong. And when I announced that I wanted to go back to Mexico and the owners, they came to me and say, well, you're not going anywhere, my friend, just stay here. And I say, no, because my family and my daughter can be here in school. There were no international schools around. And they say, we will open an international school for you and your daughter. I say, yeah, but it doesn't want to happen in one year. So um, we did a great results. Everything went so high, and and I had a couple of Shadavillas that it came because they wanted to do as well uh, Joy View. I helped in there. I'm not saying I trained them because I didn't train them. I was no a professional, right? But I, I gave what I knew it from my experience, and they went to do this, um, this experience as well. Unfortunately, both of them, they didn't succeed, but, uh, but I did succeed, and that's my... My biggest achievement in my career with the name of Club Med on my, on my shoulders, you know, because I put very high the potential of all my colleagues, Chef de Village, and I show the world, Club Med and the owners, that a Chef de Village can be able to manage a resort outside. And uh, I did it with pride. I, I think it's the only thing I can tell you because I'm a very humble guy. But I think it's the only thing I can tell you that I'm very proud of it because it was not for us, for the Chevy Village, but I did it. And I did it great. And I achieved huge results. And they didn't want it to let me go, but I had to go for the family. And that was my biggest achievement. So I came back to Mexico. I took a, a sabbatical with Lamed and I started working, first of all, with a luxury company in Mexico City, uh, Stara Hotels, luxury boutique hotels. And, uh, but it was a very small company, so I was a little difficult. COVID came and it was complicated to work in Mexico City. So I decided to open uh, a restaurant. I opened a fine dining restaurant in Mexico City with a couple of friends. And when I was doing that, a headhunter find me and offered to me this job in Baja. So I came to see this resort and I fell in love because I felt that I was in Sonora Bay. It's just across Sonora Bay, on the other side of Sonora Bay, across the Mar de Cortez. So I fell in love with this place. And basically, it's the same clientele. It's a nice product. It's a luxury hotel. And, uh, and it was in construction, uh, another half of the, of the hotel. So I say, you know what? I think I can do this. And the, the owners, uh, I had a meeting and say, well, don't commit to anything. Talk to your family. And then if you agree, we started. So I started uh, last year in, uh, in July 14. I started uh, in this job. Clamed, I started July 13, and here I'm starting again on July 14, so a day after, right? And since I got here, I find a great, a great environment. Um, I built a strong team. We have great results. 
I have uh, 338 rooms, luxury rooms. I have a beautiful suite of uh, five, uh, four bedrooms and with jacuzzis outside and a beautiful beach and private uh, airport and a, and a TPC, the only TPC golf course in Mexico. Uh, I have it here in the resort and an award-winning spa as well. And it's a beautiful product. We are located six hours driving north from Cabo, uh, from Los Cabos, right in the middle of the Baja. It's called Loreto, the little town. And my resort is called Villa del Palmar at Loreto Islands. And I'm very happy here. We already start seeing results. And I have a great, a great honors board and uh, very proud, very proud that I'm here, very proud of this product. And, uh, and all this I'm saying is thanks to, to my biggest school and the biggest company that I never forget. And I always, always be grateful and thankful, which is Clubman, because Clubman made me and uh, I left Clubman. Uh, in 2020, 2021, that's when I signed that I was leaving. It was very hard. And Clamet still promised me that we're going to do a big party someday. So we want to go party and, and say bye to all my colleagues officially face to face. But that's it. That's it, uh, Greg. I'm wow. here. And uh, if, if anybody who listen and read us, you can always find me. If you don't have my, my directions, find me on Facebook. I'm there and let's get in touch. And if I can help to anyone building some uh, their careers, uh, I think I have achieved a lot of experience, a lot of strength because I had a lot of up and downs and the downs were hard, but uh, it's life. It's life and we have to be thinking like that. And the only advice I can give is that when you work in hospitality, you have to have uh, in mind that your main goal your main goal, and I learned from Clomet, is the happiness of our guests. And when you have that, that's how you drive your teams and, and you motivate your teams. And after that, uh, last little comment is how I motivate myself is that uh, every day when I come to work, I, I think about my loved ones, you know, my daughter, my wife, and all my family, friends, and, and stuff that I love. And I say, I'm going to go to work and I want to make them proud. So I work every day making my family proud of what I do. And that don't give me too much room to make a mistake, you know, and try to do the right thing all the time. Not hurting anybody, being strict, uh, being tough because you have to be tough. I have 620 employees working for me right now. So it's a big team and you have to be tough and strict. But with the big, with the big human heart. And I learned a lot from Jean-Marc de C, that part. So thank you, Greg. Well, thank you, Eduardo. That was some, some incredible story. Thank you very much for, for sharing it today. Thank you. My and, pleasure. And uh, everyone, that was My pleasure. Eduardo Rojas. I'll be putting all his links in the episode description so you can check out the beautiful uh, place he is managing now. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Say bye, Eduardo. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care.